0: Coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast.
1: Well, I actually met Anthony Bourdain and got to cook for him once. Wow. So when I moved to the city, my first job was as a waitress, as one does. Mm -hmm. And it was a little small bar, pub kind of thing. And the manager quit the first week I was there. And we just ran without a manager for a few weeks. And then the owner walked in one day and just said, you know, you look smart. You want to give it a shot? You know, (laughs) (laughs) okay, we'll give it a shot.
2: (laughs) How did you meet up with uh, Rob and Jason?
1: I was just checking the ads, quite honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Jason and Rob are kind of like, this yin and yang, uh, energy, you know, Rob is enthusiastic about all things creative and Jason is more, you know, operations and, you know, efficiency and, you know, all of this stuff. So so Jason was pretty, how should I say, direct and focused and asked a lot of the hard questions, you know, and Rob was just like, when can we eat? (laughs) (laughs) I can totally see that. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St.
2: Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown.
0: Hi, I'm Kevin Godby.
2: And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today.
0: Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete.
2: And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com there you'll find great information including restaurant reviews the largest st pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated and information on the newest restaurants in town we are locals that live in downtown st pete and we've been eating our way through this town for years so you don't have to but you should
0: we have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work.
2: On today's show, our featured guest is Chef Susan Burdian.
0: Susan is an acclaimed chef from New York City and is now heading up the kitchen at Social Roost.
2: After Susan, we make the best rack of lamb we ever had from St. Pete Meat and Provisions. We, we have, have a great, great show, show, so, so stick, stick around. around. As a St. Pete Foodies listener, you should also check out the Zest podcast from WUSF Public Media.
0: You know, the Tampa NPR folks.
2: Every Thursday, host Dahlia Cologne shares everything from food history
0: to the best restaurants you haven't tried. There's recipes you'll want to try and a different slice of our state's foodie scene.
1: The key Lime actually is native to Southeast Asia. The English sailors were called Limeys when they found out that they put it in their barrels of water to get rid of that brackish well water taste they uh, didn't get
2: scurvy anymore so they wanted them in all their ports in the tropics so they took the seeds and
1: planted them so that's how we ended up with tea limes down here
2: we invite you to listen to the zest on your favorite podcast app or at the Zestpodcast.com. tell, tell them, them saint pete foodie sent, sent you saint pete is all about local and this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary Roland Oats Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Bert Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning Roland Oats has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable price as possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. We go there for many items but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' has a cafe open daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? We'll put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today.
0: Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North. And in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North McDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollin'oats.com.
2: That's R-O-L-L-I-N-Oats.com. And Rollin Oats offers online ordering with curbside pickup.
0: Hey Lori, have you ever been to Noble Crust? I have. What do you like there? Pork belly pimento cheese and fried green tomatoes are my favorite. Oh yeah, I love that one too. They actually call it the FGBLT. It's fried green tomatoes pork belly glazed with a Tabasco honey sauce and pimento cheese Mm -hmm. and it's the first item on the menu so you can't miss it and I think they should actually call it the OMG.
2: Yeah, you've said that before. The chicken marsala is really good too. It has chicken and chicken sausage, crimini
0: mushrooms and four cheese grits, it's so delicious. I love that they mix classics from the American Deep South and Italy. Noble crust is famous for their fried chicken. I love it. Yeah, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. When we do a best A-clamp parm list, it'll definitely be on there. Yes, it will. Speaking of lists, Noble Crust made six of them recently. Best Italian, Best Casual Dining, Best Pizza, Best Bloody Marys, Best Meatballs, and, believe it or not, Best Salads.
2: Ooh, can I tell you another one of my favorite items? Yeah. The spaghetti and meatballs. It's oh, so good.
0: man, you're not kidding. You know what? They have a brunch on Saturdays and Sundays starting at 1030, which I love, and the deviled eggs are to die for. Let's go to Noble Crust right now. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> Our guest today is the executive chef at Social Roost and the chef who invented New York City's most famous mac and cheese. <laughs> Please welcome Chef Susan Birdian.
1: Welcome, Susan. Hi, Hi thank you very much.
0: Yeah, and we'll, so we'll, we'll get Might back to- Might
1: be overstating things a bit. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> there was a blogger that actually wrote that in 2014, a food blog. Oh, uh, yeah. And I guess I should have wrote, wrote down their name to give them credit. <laughs> but uh, we'll get back to the mac and cheese later.
1: Okay, good. First,
0: <laughs> I want to talk about the spelling of your name. And what happened was, you know, we'd met a couple of times in the restaurant when we were in but I didn't have your contact info. And last time I was there, we were there with our friend, Nick, having brunch and said, oh yeah, we to do an interview with Susan. So we asked one of the two owners, or I don't remember which one did it. And I probably wouldn't mention his name if I did remember <laughs> who sent me your contact info. Well, it's
2: one of two people, honey. <laughs> it is. It's, one,
0: it's a 50-50 shot. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be math. Good thing it's easy. So I said, Hey, can you send me Susan's contact info? So, you know, with the iPhone, you just, you can just send a contact through text. And the actual spelling of your name is B-U-R-D-I-A-N, Birdie. However, he had the A and the I mixed up. So it was like Right. So then I'm like, and I know Susan has a story about this. I haven't heard it yet, but I know this. she has it. (laughs) But my story is, so I start getting ready for the podcast and I go on Facebook and I'm like, huh. She's not on Facebook. She's one of those people. Yeah, yeah. And So then I start Googling and I'm like, I can't even find anything on the internet. No, but I did find that the thing about the mac and cheese I did find because they misspelled your name the same they way. They misspelled my name. Yes. So that, was, that was the one thing I found. I'm like, this is the only thing I got. She's like, she's not like, she doesn't exist. And then Google started saying, do you mean this? And I'm so like, j- no, I don't mean that. I mean this. And I'm like, oh, maybe Google's right. They were.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. So now and we're Facebook all, friends. all and revealed itself. <laughs> yes.
0: But it, also it was suggesting Bourdain, like Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. B-O-U-R-D-I-A-N.
2: A-I-N. B-A-I-N.
0: You're
1: mixing it up. I know.
0: Yeah. That's because we're doing this in the afternoon instead of the morning.
1: Yeah. It's just close enough that many, many, many people make that incorrect association. I'm sure. Yeah.
2: Kevin gets get, gets called good be instead of God be all the time. Uh-huh. So, yeah. yeah. Nobody likes to
1: say God.
0: Because, it, yeah, they think God can't be part of your How mind.
1: funny. <laughs> that, yeah, that's interesting. Brown's pretty easy. I get
0: let, lucky on that one. <laughs> so, yeah. So your story is that you just get that a lot.
1: Well, I actually met Anthony Bourdain and got to cook for him once. And wow. That was nice. Yes, yes. Cool. And in, and as a chef and with this spelling, that's so closely associated as, and as you can imagine, I get that all the time. people's first reaction when they see my name or hear it for the first time is to make that association. Right. And then I have to correct them, of course. And, you know, it's like man name, not Monet, it's birdie and not Birdane. you know? Right. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so Yeah. Great. Cool. Whatever. It's just a thing. And then I, he came into, so I was the executive chef of a restaurant in Manhattan called the Flatiron Room. Mm -hmm. And it's this high-end whiskey parlor, really beautiful place. Great spot. And he came in one night with his CNN crew for dinner. Oh, awesome. Um, Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure they chose the place for the whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) So, So they were actually
0: having dinner for real, not filming.
1: Yeah, they were having dinner for real. It wasn't on camera. Yeah.
0: Right. That's yeah, awesome. Were,
1: as a group, they came in for dinner. It was about like 12 or 15 people. And were you nervous as heck? I was so nervous. I can imagine. And excited. You know, I mean, as a New Yorker, celebrity sightings, you know, pretty common. And you try to be cool and not bother celebrities in New York. <laughs> right. Right. But everybody has their one or two people that, you know, make you, you know, kind of anxious and nervous and a heart flutter, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. So I definitely and and him being this famous, you know, chef and TV personality uh, and someone whose books I had read and uh, admired. Of course, I I um, was very excited that he was in the restaurant and trying not to geek out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. So it was interesting. And we, it was, they did make a reservation. We did know he was coming, ah. but we didn't know what the s- reason was or what they would order or anything like that. So it was kind of ex- so we were trying to guess what they might order <laughs> and uh, somebody else obviously did the ordering. It was, um, I mean, I was proud of everything on the menu, but I didn't feel him in there. So um, we sent up all this food. Um, and then afterwards I sent up like some bone marrow and some oysters and some mm-hmm. other, a little more aggressive, like, you know, uh, ex- exotic things that we had on the menu and and then after that when i felt like they were you know kind of done enjoying their dinner and you know a little liquored up i I went up and introduced myself very quickly. You know, I just said hello and he was very warm and there was a lot of people was very loud and I just kind of, I pointed to my name on my chef jacket (laughs) and, and, you know, he was confused for a second. He didn't know why or what I was trying to tell him, you know, and then he looked carefully and he, he got it immediately and he was like, oh my God, that must be torture. You know? Wow. I was like, no. Not at all. Not at all. What and, year was uh,
2: that? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So he was very sweet. And uh, and then I, I, you know, we spoke very briefly and I let him enjoy the rest of the evening with his friends. And then and then a couple of weeks later, I got an invitation to cook uh, at this event for one of his pet charities called uh, the Bronx Academy of Letters. It's like a literacy oh, wow. uh, organization up in the Bronx, so I got to meet him again, then, you know, it was like one of those events where you, you, you know, pay uh, money for a ticket and then you get to sample different chefs or restaurant tours, yeah. you know, everybody's got a, a meal. So I served that Mac and cheese, by the way.
2: that's awesome. <laughs> what a neat story. That's so yeah. cool. what year was that when he came into the restaurant?
1: That was, I think 2000 and it was either 15 or 16. Oh, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to get back to Flatiron in a little bit sure. and also the Mac and cheese. And I want to get some of your background as well. But first, I have a little bit more of an introduction okay. about you. Okay. So because I started doing a little studying when I finally got your name spelled right. <laughs> and you've done a ton of stuff. Like there's like if we were going to talk about everything you've done, we'd need probably about nine podcast episodes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, you did a ton of stuff. And then you did a ton more. And I'd like to start with the cuisines that you're experienced with. Sure. New American. This is no particular order. Filipino. Thai modern irish farm to table vegan slash vegetarian southeast asian french rustic italian which is that's part of my wheelhouse that i grew up with and mexican And now that i see mexican i would like to request mole chicken at social roost
1: okay. <laughs> yeah yeah We're, we'll definitely do some mole yeah we'll, cool. we'll definitely do some mole. awesome yeah i've
0: never made i got to learn how to make that i i I'm not going to mention the brand because I actually like the brand. I like some of their other sauces, but I tried their mole, like a jarred mole this week. And I was like, yeah, I need to work on
1: this. (laughs) It's a labor of love, but worth
0: it. But I I had had some butter and some cayenne to it helped a little, but so now let's go back to the beginning. So where, so you grew up in New York.
1: I grew up um, around New York on the outskirts Mm -hmm. of New York. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Both my parents are native New Yorkers, um, Staten Island and Long Island. And I was born in Staten Island and we grew up on the outskirts. So Westchester, a little bit upstate New York Mm -hmm. and Connecticut and Massachusetts a little bit um, and the outer boroughs of New York. And then I moved into the city uh, when I was 22 and lived there my whole life. Yeah. You didn't
0: didn't start out with cooking. Weren't You were uh, doing some entrepreneurial stuff.
1: I was. Yeah, so so when I moved to the city, my first job was as a waitress, as one does. Mm-hmm. And it was a little small bar pub kind of thing and the manager quit the first week I was there. And we just ran without a manager for a few weeks and then the owner walked in one day and just said, "You know, you look smart. You want to give it a shot?" You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay.
1: We'll give it a shot. <laughs> So, um, I started managing this little thing and long story short, I was working for that company for about four years and we opened up like five locations and I just got bit by the bug. I got bit by the food bug Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go to culinary school and I was trying to think of ways that I could afford it, afford to go to culinary school. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing lots of odd things, but one of the things I started doing was um, club promotion and um, event production mm-hmm. and things like that. And somehow this business really took off <laughs> and became like a, a, a big business and, and it, be, it became successful. and it was a it was a big detour. I was still really bitten by the food bug and daydreaming about going to culinary school or maybe owning a little restaurant or being a chef. I didn't know exactly what, but it just, it was this weird left turn that I took for a little while for several years.
0: Yeah. It's ironic that you were trying to uh, make money to go to culinary (laughs) school (laughs) and then your business took off and then you were too busy with it and couldn't go to culinary school. So
1: what did you do with it? Did you sell the business? Or- yes I did i sold I, I eventually sold the business to my partners um good for you yeah yeah good for you yeah but it did help it, it did after 9-11. actually i said to myself okay well I really want to make this culinary school thing happening happen I don't know if i'll ever be in the restaurant business but i at least want to do that part get back to that
2: mm-hmm. and it took
1: me a couple more years but i you know I did go and I had that business it kind of supported me while I was you know doing that pursuing the the, the culinary industry, the lower levels, <laughs> mm-hmm. <Right. laughs> you know, <laughs> so it was fortunate. It was, it was, it was just my path, it, you know? Yeah. Was, that was a, that was a great fun time in my life, uh, but I've always been kind of marching towards this. Huh. Right. Right. That's
0: cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that from, you know, just quick reading. I did. I thought that you yeah. were doing this other stuff first and then you decided, okay, I want to cook now, but no, it was before <laughs> yeah. that, that you wanted yeah. to cook as well. Yeah. So you yeah. really always did. And it's interesting too, 9, 11, after 9-11 is when I kind of did a major career shift. Yeah. I had been like 13, 14 years in the uh, toy business, like educational toys and stuff like that. Uh, and I was kind of, I was like done. After 14 yeah. years, I was kind of done. Right. And I had, I was dabbling with websites and after 9-11, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I'm just doing websites yeah. now. Yeah. And then, you know, one thing led to another okay. and here we are. Yeah. So you spent 10 years working in New York city restaurants.
1: Yeah.
0: That alone is an accolade. And, you know, so I don't think I need to explain the significance of that. i biggest, biggest city in the U S with yeah. some of the best restaurants, tons and tons. It's, it's kind of funny on, on your LinkedIn, like, you know, it's like a resume. So at the top is the most recent stuff. So social resources at the top. So if you go all the way to the bottom, it's like, Oh, a whole bunch of New York restaurants. Seriously, like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Six of them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, we're, you know, we're going there for Thanksgiving week, so we'll have to get some recommendations. Oh, good. oh
1: yeah. Like I'll there. give you some great spots. Yeah.
0: Perhaps awesome. if, if the Flatiron, which we're I'm yeah, coming yeah. up to, is to in Midtown. Me. We're staying in Midtown. Great. Uh, for, so from two, 2005 to 2012, you're in six different restaurants covering all different types of cuisines. Yeah. And then you found your home at the Flatiron Room for just good. over three years. Yeah. And as you said, it's a high-end whiskey bar and restaurant. looks like they have uh, music frequently or every night. Yeah. They have
1: live music. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, beautiful the, stage. It's a great place.
0: And it describes the menu as New York city, American classics mm-hmm. influenced by New York city's unique brand of multiculturalism, energy, and appetite. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That sums it up pretty well.
0: And that's where you invented what's been referred to as New York City's most famous mac and cheese.
1: <laughs> Is it still on the menu? I think they just revised it. As a matter of fact, I uh-huh. saw a post on Instagram mm. or something like that saying that they just uh they twisted it in some way. I don't know how. So and I, I did a little side eye when I saw that. I thought, like, oh okay. yeah. <laughs> now I have to go back and try the new.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's mac and cheese with Brussels sprouts, dates, hot chilies, and a gouda cream sauce. Coat Living voted it one of their top five mac and cheeses in New York City in 2014. Here's what they said We never thought we'd highlight any semblance of vegetable mac in our top picks, nor did we think we'd include a whiskey slinging jazzy newcomer to the 26th Street Strip. But this positively scrumptious take on this fan favorite has us eating our words. Chef Susan Burdian combines Brussels sprouts with eh, new word. What's the type of pasta? Radiatory
1: Radiatori, yes, Radiatori,
0: and tops it with a Calabrian chili cream sauce. Oh, panko breadcrumbs hit the final high note. So it's on thirty-seven West Twenty-sixth Street between Broadway and Sixth Ave. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. hard hard of midtown. Yeah,
1: Convenient
0: pretty cool. For you there. So, are you gonna come up with a new mac and cheese for St. Pete?
1: Uh, yeah, we're, we'll definitely do some <laughs> mac and cheese. We'll, de- I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably start with the original because it's a good one. Awesome. Um, And then, um, I mean, we're going to be doing a lot of specials. We'll probably be doing, you know, a few specials each week, uh, at some point when we hit our stride,
0: you know? Yeah. So actually, you know, we've never talked about this. Is there some type of a rule? Like how does it work when you are working at a restaurant and you invent a dish and then at some point you leave, Yeah. they get to keep the dish on the menu. Do you get to take it with you? Do You both have the dish.
1: Yeah, uh, you both have the dish. It just depends. Um, yeah, you both have the dish. You both. Well, she you it. signed something saying. That.
0: Right. I, I wonder you if know, our,
1: You there... know, um, I've never had to sign anything uh, until very recently, until this this gig, as a matter of fact. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, you can't. Um, you actually can't. Uh, what's the word? Um, trademark is maybe is the word, or there's right. no recipes. Because in the history of the world and cooking it's all been done before at some point by someone right Maybe you know maybe at this moment in time it's being done extremely well by a certain you know person or culture or whatever but it's all been done is the is is the right. is the idea so you know if if um, chefs and restaurants part ways on good terms, it's good for everybody if the that dish is doing well and you can yeah. refer to it and
0: Everything's been done except for my stacked uh, caprese salad I did this week that I included two types of olives with and Lori hated (laughs) it.
2: I just didn't like the plating.
0: Yeah, I put Kalamata olives and Sicilian olives and I, she said the plating was weird. And I asked (laughs) Chef Mike too. And he said, the the center looks great. The (laughs) The olives look weird. We cut them differently in a restaurant. So later on, Susan, you're That's going to have to tell funny. me how I'm supposed to cut olives.
1: Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> everything but that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> Other than that, everything's been done. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, that you got to cook for uh, Anthony Bourdain's charity. Yes. Also during the Flatiron Days in October 2014, you got invited to... Oh,
1: tell you. yeah. Yes. I'll yeah. tell you. That's <laughs> yeah. James Beard Foundation. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: You were invited to cook the first ever whiskey pairing menu at the James Beard Foundation. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah. That was fantastic.
2: Oh, I bet that was a great experience.
1: It was. It was amazing. Uh, yeah. Now we had a whiskey sommelier at the, at uh, the Flatiron Room, a woman named Heather, Oh, wow. And she had just written a book mm-hmm. about uh, whiskey. What is it called? I'll think of it. Uh, I think it's whiskey distilled. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So the timing of it was also uh, very good. And she and I kind of partnered on this event. It was kind of a dream experience because I just got to cook like the, the, or at the time anyway, like the, the dream meal, you know, that I wanted to do. And then we got to sample a lot of whiskeys and pair it up. <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was very exciting. And um, we sold out the event, the dinner event and it's a, you, you have like an hour cocktail hour where you do like some past reserves and then you do the, the seated dinner, which is, you know, whatever you want it to be. I think we did five courses and it's just super well re- received. And I was on a high from that event for probably a few years. <laughs> I bet.
0: And they do that at the James Beard house.
1: We did it at the James Beard house, which is cool. really cool and fun. Yeah.
0: So I mistakenly thought that you moved from New York to Florida for social roost, but you actually moved prior to that, right? Turns out you moved to North Florida in 2017. Yes. So what prompted that move?
1: Uh, really, I just was done with the winters in New York.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think that's most people's reason.
1: Right. Yeah. It was, you know, New York is my home and I love it. Um, and I'm a New Yorker at heart in uh, many, many ways, but, um, but the winters were harsh. The intensity was a lot career wise. I kind of felt like I had just hit a wall and I needed to, I needed a fresh atmosphere. Mm -hmm.
2: So, yeah so in what she- part of north
1: florida I, w- I went to jacksonville first i have family there mm-hmm. and right. i was there for a couple of years worked at a couple of places one well-known in fernandina um, mm-hmm. that just closed recently like maybe last year sometime called uh 28 south 28 south mm-hmm. um i opened a big place on the beach like a 350 seat restaurant on the beach there in fernandina and um I also worked in Jacksonville at this big uh, this like huge 200 seat um pizza place. Wow. So uh I've done a lot of pizza in my life for some reason it's been, it's funny. My very first job was at a li- this little small French place, but it was a very small place and the entire kitchen was a pizza oven and two hot plates. Wow! you did a full menu in a pizza oven and two hot plates. Oh so. wow. My God! Yeah. So if you get a
0: chance one day uh, and and you're at Anada, ask if you can see the kitchen. Okay. It yeah, won't be sure. too different from what you just described. It's on my list. Yeah. It's like, Anata, it's like the yeah. size of a closet. Okay. But, but yeah, we had a we. I mentioned this on a, on another recent uh, episode that we were talking to somebody about Jacksonville and we had a trip there. I think it was August 2019, mm-hmm. and yes. we found out. Hey there's actually some good restaurants here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we were, it was just a, a weekend. So we just went to a few, but, and now I'm not remembering names. Picasso's. But, oh, Picasso's. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually, it's a, it's a pizza joint. It's a dive pizza joint in a strip mall. Okay. But we didn't know that. So we actually found a Facebook group that's similar to ours that reviews and talks about local independent restaurants. And we saw the food pictures from this place. And to me, the food looked like Il Ritorno, which is pretty special stuff. One of
2: our favorite places. So I
0: made sure I wore my nice shoes, my nice jeans, (laughs) my white shirt, (laughs) and my navy blazer. (laughs) And yeah, then I found out it was a dive. And like if I would have went in a ripped t-shirt, I would have been overdressed. But the food was amazing. The food
2: was amazing. We were blown away by it, especially...
1: I've not been there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It was really good. Great
0: things, Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a quick break and then come back and get into social roost. Okay. We'll be right back.
2: Where can you find the freshest fish in St. Pete? Well, you can't get fresher than caught that day. That's what you'll find at trophy fish. The day boat special includes the fresh catch of the day cooked. How you want it with your choice of two sides and a house made sauce. They also have some incredible appetizers, like grilled street corn that's like crack, that stuff's so good, incredible grilled oysters, fresh fish spread, and much more. You will also find some options for the land lovers out there. All of this set in a setting that makes you feel serene and relaxed with your toes in the sand like a day at the beach. They like to call their concept bait shop chic. So, head on down to Trophy Fish, where you can grab a boat drink from their full bar and fill your tummy with the freshest catch around. Trophy Fish is located at 2060 Central Avenue in the Grand Central District. They are open Wednesday through Friday at 5 p.m., Saturday and Sunday at 12 to 3 for brunch, and at 5 for dinner.
0: Keep on moving! One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years. And they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Engine, engine number 9. Can you get me back on time? We are back! We are back! We are back? with executive chef Susan Burdian from Social Roost. And we talked about this with uh, the, the owners. We've had them on previously, Rob Bowen and Jason, Jason Tebow. Tebow. And so the funny thing is before we talked to the guys, so Rob used to be Lori's neighbor, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, Susan. okay. Yes. He, he was in the condo next door years yeah. ago. But we, we've talked to him more now since he has a restaurant than when he lived next door. Yeah,
2: that's <laughs> true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so we we hadn't, we just kind of heard way back before the restaurant was open what they we heard that they're opening a chicken restaurant and I'm like what yeah why are you opening a chicken restaurant
2: totally we were like <laughs> what in the world are they doing <laughs> but then
0: you know we didn't have all the info once we got all the info it's really actually pretty cool because it's yeah. worldwide ways of making chicken from peru to north africa southern usa asia and more mm-hmm. and we're going to get into some of the dishes in a minute but Uh, yeah, it was just funny when we heard chicken restaurant. We're like, I don't get it. Now I get it. So yeah, so Rob, yeah, Rob and Jason were on episode 126. In case anybody wants to check that out, if if you missed it, yeah, it was a really good episode. And you know, Rob's a world-renowned interior designer, and so you can imagine the space is beautiful. Yes. And I asked him. I said, look, I don't really know anything about design, but would I be correct to say that it's upscale but approachable? And he said, yes. So mm-hmm. got lucky on that one. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of good stories from when you were just getting started working with uh, Rob and Jason.
2: Well, I want to know first how that came about. So you were in Jacksonville and then. Oh, no.
0: What? Oh, right. I skipped over. A you place. skipped
2: over that. I skipped over, oh, right, right. that <laughs> I skipped over Tampa. happened. I skipped over Tampa. I have to keep them so, in line.
1: <laughs> that's somebody has to. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, um, so I had some people that suggested Tampa, and I would visit Tampa, era, you know, here and there. It just felt the 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 vibe in Tampa felt a little bit uh, better for me, like a better fit for me. Mm-hmm. And I think I think there's a I, uh, there's some good restaurants in Jacksonville, but I think there's a little more happening here, right? Um, so yeah, so I I moved here and I was in Tampa um, for almost, about two years.
2: Where were you and, working?
1: I, when I first moved here, I was cooking privately for a short period of time. And then I got a job, um, for a modern Irish pub called, um, Strand Hill public. Um, And they opened, they were opening two restaurants, Mm -hmm. two pretty big spaces. Uh, the first one in Brandon, and then the second one, uh, in, in, um, Tampa Heights, right across from, um, What's the name of that place? Holland
2: Franklin it? or Armature Works.
1: Armature Works, right yeah. across the street from
2: Armature mm-hmm.
0: Works. Yeah. And that's so- Strandhill Public is Ooh, the yes. name of that. And it appears right. that they, they are open. Yep.
1: Yeah, they're yeah, both places are open. And I was with them obviously during the COVID shutdowns and mm-hmm. all of that. And uh of course, everyone had to adjust and figure out what they were doing week to week, month to month in the beginning. It was a little bit crazy. We stayed open, but just for takeout and delivery only initially. Mm-hmm. But uh, once we were able to, we reopened both restaurants. And how did you
2: meet up with uh, Rob and Jason?
1: I was just checking the ads, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you answered an um, ad. <laughs> <laughs> I was just checking the ads. Uh, and I, so I looked interesting. I, I mean, I, I looked at it at the same as you, like a chicken restaurant. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it could be, my imagine kind of, you know, went certain places and I thought it could be fun or, you know, well, I'll meet these guys and I'll see, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so, so yeah, we, we just scheduled an interview and I mean, it was as simple as that, but it was, it was uh, a great connection right from the beginning. Yeah. It that's was what just they said. Clearly, you know, a meeting of the minds as far as food and just good rapport, good energy. So.
0: Right so they started out with another chef and they so the, and then they parted ways but then they had the menu and you looked at this menu from what i hear correct me if i'm wrong and you were like no this is not what what yeah. we're going to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. And i i i don't know if it sounds arrogant but it would- <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, you know, and, and probably any, any chef might do the same thing. It just, everybody brings their experience to it. But, but also based on my conversations with, with Jason and Rob, I just didn't feel like it reflected um, their traveling and which was a lot of the inspiration behind what, what they envisioned. Right. So, so yeah, so we just reworked it. And we brought my strengths to the table, obviously, but, you know, because I am trained in so many cuisines, but, but they also had a lot of suggestions from their travels that they wanted to pursue, which helped, you know, it stretched me in some good ways. Um, So it was a great collaborative effort. It really was and a lot of fun. There was a lot of joy involved in this project and getting this restaurant open, I have to say.
2: And quite honestly, you feel that when you're oh. there, mm-hmm. like you really, the vibe and the energy is
0: very f- positive. It's very, po-
2: it's kind of electric. It's really, yeah. I love being there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's real. It's palpable. And when yeah. Rob
0: and Jason are there, they're always bouncing around. Yeah. They have so much yeah. energy.
1: Yeah. they're so much fun. They so are.
0: there's a good story about the samosas. Yeah. So let's hear you tell it. And then I have a quote <laughs> well, from Rob.
1: So it was our first meeting and I didn't know it, at some point in the meeting um, I was just kind of asking them about their favorite, where do they like to eat? I was trying to get a vibe of like what kind of food they like or what they, you know, what got them excited. And, and then we started talking about the fact that Jay, that Rob spent a lot of time in New York on business. And he noticed a restaurant on my resume that he Loved whenever he was in New York, which was spice market spice market is one of my favorite restaurants in New York one of my like one of my top five and when I graduated culinary school, you have, you have to do an, often you have to do an externship when you graduate culinary school. And it it wasn't even on the list of schools that were um, available to me, but I, I somehow persuaded and did whatever paperwork and groundwork they needed to have done to get it on the list. So I could do my externship there. And I worked there for a little while and Learned a ton. Um, It just, just uh, can't say enough good things about that restaurant. It did recently close a couple of years ago. Oh, no, I was going to add it to the list. (laughs) I know, I know. But um, so anyway, so he said, well, I noticed that you worked at the spice market It's one of my favorite places to go whenever I'm in New York. And I used to order the samosas all the time. And another dish I think he used to order all the time. And I said, "Well, I am very inspired by Jean George's cuisine and um, and my work there and my time there. And I can definitely make samosas for you anytime, mm-hmm. you know." Um, and it was funny in the inter- in the interview, um, Jason and Rob are kind of like. This yin and yang uh, energy, you know, Rob is enthusiastic about all things creative and Jason is more, you know, operations and, you know, efficiency and, you know, all of this stuff. So so Jason was pretty how should I say, direct and focused and asked a lot of the hard questions, you know, and Rob was just like, when can we eat? (laughs) I can totally see that. (laughs) 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 When can you make samosas? And I was like, great, you know. But it was it was good. And anytime I go work for somebody else uh, and I've I've gone to work for places under lots of different circumstances and sometimes they're in a hurry to get the help and they just want you in the door. And sometimes it's a long interview process or whatever. But I just really think the best way for restaurants and chefs to get together is to cook for the the chef
0: to Mm -hmm.
1: cook for you and make sure it's in line, you know, totally before so we hit it on the very first dinner. Um, we had a home run, and then we had a series of after they hired me, we had a series of tastings, and they were more just like parties, get togethers, you know, yeah, 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 family gatherings. You know, it was great, that's awesome,
0: yeah. So the samosas are amazing. Oh, they are, yes, we've had them. I mean, I should
2: have chimed in on that.
0: (laughs) I I think I want to come in and just get like three orders of samosas and just eat that.
1: (laughs) The samosas are probably the number one thing on the menu.
0: Mm -hmm. I believe you. Yeah. So Rob, when he was on the podcast, we talked about the samosas and he said, and then she made them for me. It was everything I dreamed it would be times 10. (laughs) (laughs) There's also a new connection with the beverage director at Social Roos, Max Blowers used to. So at first I thought like he was a friend of yours and you recommended him, but no, the actual story is he used to frequent one of the places that you worked at and was referred by his friend. Yes, and, and the cocktails are just as good as the food. Oh, they're, yeah. They're, they're great.
1: Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, he's he's, he's is, great. It, Max is incredible to work with. We were meant to work together. <laughs> and, and here's what's
0: so cool. And just one more thing on Max is that the the guys, they already decided all the cocktail names. So then he yes. had to make up cocktails to go with the <laughs> names.
1: Yeah. An unusual way to go about things.
0: Yeah.
1: But he pulled it off. I mean, yeah, but as you know, the cocktail menu is. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Just and. Happy.
0: There's another story about the wild. There's actually two stories about the wild mushroom salad. Oh, yeah, yeah. One was that first the, the owners, I don't know if it's just Rob or both of them, weren't really excited. They're like, mushroom salad? Who wants a mushroom salad?
2: <laughs> but I, then, I said the same thing when I heard about it.
0: But but before we came in, like w- when you guys opened uh, December 27th, like soft open, uh, and you did it very quietly. But then suddenly reviews start popping up in our in our Facebook group. And like everybody's talking about this mushroom salad. Yeah. Like, okay, I guess we better order it. It's amazing. Yeah. The mushroom salad's amazing. Oh, thank you. And celebrity chef Art Smith ordered it. Yes. And when you heard that Art Smith was in, you said, Don't tell me which table he's at.
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
0: That's, that's awesome. That's ballsy.
1: It is. I, I, you know, I, I don't know if it was as much ballsy as I just didn't want to be so nervous. <laughs> you know, I just thought, okay, every table is important. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Good for you. Very good. And, uh, you know, and, and that's the headspace we were in anyway, at the time, I think we were only open a few days when he came in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. it was during that first <laughs> week. Obsessing about every plate that went out. <laughs> right.
0: So at, at the time, Art, waves Jason over and he says, Art says, do you know what the, me- or no, was it Jason? No, it was Rob. Sorry. He says, do you know what the measure of a true chef is? And Rob says, enlighten me, please. He says, the way they cook vegetables, this mushroom salad is spot on. It could not yeah. be any more perfect. Wow. And, and, yeah. we had, and we actually had Art Smith on, on the podcast as well. And we brought that oh. up to him. Oh, good. Yeah. And he, <clears throat> he, remembered that and he said, yeah, you know, because a lot of chefs just vegetables are like an afterthought mm-hmm. and they're definitely not here. No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I was incredibly um, flattered to hear that comment coming from him. Um, I mean, he's, he's a big shot and uh, he was very, he was super warm and, and great to meet him that night.
0: Yeah. That's he's nice. a fun guy. Yeah. And another cool thing that the first time I've ever seen the, and the only place I've ever seen this with scallops are that you had them cross scored. Yeah. Really tiny, tiny cross scores. Yeah. Like maybe like, it's like, uh, what's, the, what the, what's the smallest dice? Like eight, eight eighth. Uh, one eighth, one eighth yeah. of an inch. Yeah. About that, I think, which is pretty yeah, cool. An
1: one eighth to a quarter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just makes them beautiful. It, it just gives them, it, it, yeah, it just makes them beautiful when you, and then and, and helps with the caramelization.
0: Cool. That can't be easy to do. use a paring knife for that.
1: You use a paring knife and it actually is really, yeah. S- <laughs> I was going to say it really is simple, but you can't screw it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've learned, I've learned since then not to take these simple things for granted. I right. had to show people how to do it one time and then they get, you know, it's not that hard to learn, but yeah.
0: <laughs> right. And now I was, I, I originally had in my notes because we were scheduled to do this on a different day and we had some technical difficulties and originally in my notes it said, oh, I'm sorry that you guys had to close for lunch oh. and now you're back open for lunch. No, Rebecca, yeah, so we, everybody go there, go to social groups for lunch.
1: <laughs> yes, we are open for lunch. We're so open, they stay brunch, open for lunch, dinner, lunch. brunch on Saturdays, Sundays. Oh, oh since you're speaking
2: you st- of brunch, sorry, I,
0: I yield the floor to Lori. Oh,
2: my goodness, I, I was just blown away by brunch. We, oh wow, I, oh, I can't remember what I had though. <laughs> Hold there you on. Go. Thank you, awesome. I, I have notes on
0: it.
1: Oh,
2: because awesome. you, because you tried
1: a little of everything at the
2: table. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We
1: ordered well and well, yeah,
0: we, we, all shared
2: everything. Thank you very much. You sent out the roost, uh, breaky board, which is not something that yes. we actually ordered. And Oh, we fell in love with that Andouille sausage. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this stuff is yeah. so good. Yeah. And then, um, what did I, ha- we, we had the doubled eggs. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah, was that's on the board. On the board. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then the chicken and biscuits, that was me, right? Yes. Yeah. That that's what you. I had. Yeah. Because that biscuit was delicious, delicious, and so it was the chicken. Yeah. And then that was Nick. Also got that too. I think, right? I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. and you had the shrimp
0: and grits. So you took. I got the shrimp and grits. They are excellent. When I get around to updating the ten best shrimp and grits for twenty twenty one, it will be on there. Wow. So, you. how do you do your grits, Susan?
1: Process or yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we just slow cook them in. Uh, Water, heavy cream, seasonings, add a cool. little cheese
0: at the end. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Water, heavy cream. Okay. Now yeah. I'm always curious well, about that because he always asked that question. I, I, I okay. So I, I mentioned earlier, I grew up in New Jersey and Sicilian stuff, but also my father was a Georgia boy. Okay. So I also grew up with grits, gotcha. but at the time when I was a kid, it was instant grits. Then oh. when I was a little bit, when I was a young adult, I discovered, oh, wow. It's a whole different world <laughs> when you have like right. cooked grits. And then I started becoming like a, a, a grits snob. He's obsessed. Slash aficionado. <laughs> and we did a, a Charleston trip a few years back and I bought so many grits. When was this? 2015? No, that
2: was 2017. 20- 17. 2017.
0: I still have grits from Charleston that are unopened from 2017. No,
2: no. 2018. <laughs> it
0: was 2018.
2: 2018. 2017 was
0: Hurricane Irma. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I, 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 I've been trying different ways and. For a while, I was doing 50-50 uh, chicken stock and whole milk, mm. and then I felt that was a little too rich, so I switched to like three quarters chicken stock and then 25% whole milk mm-hmm. This is the way I make them at home. Okay. But I, I always ask chefs how they do the grits, and I always find different ways, but the, a, lot, a lot of times there's cream in there or there's milk and there's stock, whatnot, but yeah. Yeah. so.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did a little, when I, when I got down here, I is nothing worse than a Yankee chef coming down here, doing <laughs> do, the, do the grits badly. Right. So the collard <laughs> greens. So, um, but, you know, I, I just kind of tried to do my homework and taste, you know, different places and see what I like, you know, about certain things and then, you know, try to make it happen and so, right. so that the Southerners will enjoy it.
0: <laughs> oh, one, one more thing I wanted to highlight on that the Roost Brecky boards. This is like a big yeah. picture of cheese board, but it's got all kinds of breakfast stuff on it. Yes, the Andouille sausage. I already said that. Oh, yeah, th- that was from uh, Azar. Is that that's Azar? Uh, yes, yeah. Azar. It's amazing.
1: Out of Jacksonville, yeah, yeah. it's a, like a third generation family owned business, and they they really do some fantastic
0: products. Yeah, I actually uh, when you told us where they were from, I immediately was on my phone trying to see if I could order, but you can't. <laughs> they, don't, they don't do retail. Yeah, you
1: have you have to order like twenty pounds or what however much it do? was. They well, They might in some some grocery stores.
0: Yeah, yeah, you have to find a, an actual. I couldn't find anything online from any yeah. any retailer, but yeah, there were they were, they have a listing of like brick and mortar stores, but I didn't find uh, anything yeah. around here yet. But yeah, I mean, maybe that item could be just an item by itself too.
2: The we ordered Andui. a side order. Of yeah, you can order day. a side of the andouille. Oh, yeah, we
0: can. Okay, cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go get a bunch of samosas and andouille sausage. <laughs>
1: yeah. The brekkie you- board is a lot of fun. It's inspired by um, something Rob and Jason had in the, I guess they were traveling in the Mediterranean. So we just cool. did our spin on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And normally, you know, both of us don't gravitate towards sweets. We're more savory, but even the sweet stuff on that board, we were lo- we were loving it. Lori's like, you try this. I'm like, no, I don't like sweet stuff. She's like, no, try it. Right. She was right. That
2: I yogurt was Very so good. good.
1: And yeah. Wasn't the, that with the yogurt dip,
2: the lime
0: yogurt or something
1: like that? What's that? The granola? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Lime yeah. Yogurt. That
2: was yeah. so good. Oh my gosh. Amazing.
0: So outside of brunch, I want to mention a few things that we have had that okay. we can testify are amazing. The fresh ricotta on toast. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You don't know ricotta yeah. until you have fresh <laughs> the the ahi tuna poke. So mm-hmm. see, we have some things besides chicken. Yeah. Um, the chicken and waffles. Yes. Mm-hmm. The you you had for lunch, Lori, the buttermilk fried chicken sandwich. I did. And on that same day, I had the uh, the chicken Cuban. How cool is that? Yeah. You got Thank a chicken you. restaurant. You got to do a chicken Cuban. That's mm-hmm. right. It was great. Lori's like, uh, can I have a bite before it's gone? <laughs> <She>
1: <laughs> got, like the last bite.
0: The chicken tangine is really good yes and the chicken pot pie oh wow it's yeah gourmet version but it's still comfort food in every way yes and, i mean it looks fancy
1: it does it's, it's it's got amazing. a little bling involved i mean when you have you know a gold glitter wall in the restaurant you right have to kind know of like you know <laughs> dress up uh you know
0: yeah exactly <laughs> and then uh we had we had so we've had dinner lunch and brunch yes i think you have some more Uh, Info over there and what we had, Lori?
2: Yeah, we had the the quesadillas too. Oh, right. And um, yeah, I wrote a a post after we went and had the chicken Cuban and the chicken sandwich. And and we also had the quesadillas on that trip. And I said, the quesadillas were outstanding with different flavors than most quesadillas. Kevin had the chicken Cuban and the pickles. Oh, yeah. Remember the pickles? Those pickles Mm -hmm. are delicious.
1: Well, that's another local company. Uh, It's called Chill Dill in Tampa. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was just, yeah, just looking for, I'm always looking for great, um, small batch. Mm-hmm, stuff, totally. You know? Yeah. Of high
2: course. Quality. Oh, and on this trip. I was wrong. I ordered the roasted chick- chicken breast and I thought it was delicious, but, um, cause it was just fall off the bone. Yumminess. So uh-huh. good. And right. the lemony sauce on the side was great, but I heard that you were going to change that up a, a bit from probably when I had it. Is that true?
1: The um no, that is the changed version. Oh, what it is. Started. Okay. Yes. What, what With the roasted
2: carrots and then yes. um okay. Mashed potatoes. Um just a
1: classic ch- roast
2: yeah. chicken dish. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. It was delicious. Love
0: so it. social roost the address is 150 First Avenue North and to give you an idea, uh, probably everybody knows where the Starbucks is on the corner there. Di- Copper got-
2: shaker, it's across the street from Copper shaker.
0: Yeah. Not everybody knows Copper shaker but we well do. they should yeah <laughs> the website is eat at socialroost.com. again 151st avenue north in downtown st pete chef susan birdie and thank you so yes, much
1: thank you so much this was thank fun thank you for having me yeah look forward to seeing you at the
2: restaurant again soon oh you will we look forward to it too
0: <laughs> we'll be right back ramen is the ultimate comfort food and booyah ramen on the 900 block of central avenue is my go-to It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins, or just mushrooms, vegetarians, it'll have you saying, ooh mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. OMG. Go get the best ramen in St. Pete at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booyah? Barbecue. It's what's on the menu. Here in St. Pete, we have a special place that's unlike any other barbecue joint. Dr. Barbecue is a restaurant for foodies. Dr. Barbecue is also the dude that's a barbecue hall of famer that won over 400 competitions. We'd say he knows a thing or two about barbecue, but let's hear from the man himself. Hey, it's Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. A couple of years ago, after almost 40 years of cooking barbecue, I decided to open a restaurant and St. Petersburg was the perfect spot. I'd been living here for 10 years, so why not? At Dr. Barbecue's, we cook all our meats the old school way in our huge smokers over oak wood, low and slow. Even the most critical experts agree that we've got the best barbecue in town. But it's not just about the meats. We've got great housemade sides, handcrafted sandwiches, and even a healthy selection of vegan and vegetarian options. Add in a really fun brunch, two bars, and a friendly staff, and I think you'll be glad you joined us. We're at 1101 First Avenue South in the Edge District, right by the roundabout. Get yourself the Dr. Barbecue. pronto. So again, I have another update on St. Pete Meat and Provisions. The full new butcher shop is done. They have awesome. this huge, gigantic case with a ton of stuff in it. They're making in-house sausages. They have they've added like if you go look at the online menu, I didn't uh, have a chance to make note of all the items to rattle off right here, but it's about double what it used to be. The That's awesome. Of items. Yeah, very cool. And you know that includes also cheese and charcuterie as well as all kinds of meats. Oh, even the provision stuff, I think that one has more than doubled. It looks like it tripled. Wow. And they have some brand name stuff in there, and they have some housemate stuff too. Great. And guess what else happened again? We made a dish using meat from there that was so delicious, we couldn't stop eating it, and there were no leftovers. <laughs> this is true. And I'll take some credit as the cook, but it really makes a difference when you use the highest quality products. Yes. And you know, and I found a pretty cool recipe, simple one, Mm -hmm. so we did the Colorado rack of lamb. I did a rub of rosemary, thyme, garlic, salt and pepper, then marinated in extra virgin olive oil pretty much the whole day. Mm -hmm. Cooked it in the oven at 450 for 10 minutes, then lowered it down to 300 degrees for seven minutes, and then a rest for 15 minutes. Right, And we accompanied that by air fried roasted tricolor carrots with baby Dutch yellow potatoes. It's so good. I just made this up off the top of my head. I just looked in your cabinet and go, okay, I'll take this, 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 and this. So I tossed the veggies with uh, turmeric, coriander, chipotle chili pepper, paprika, crushed red pepper, creole seasoning, salt, and extra virgin olive oil.
2: Yeah, they were a little bit spicy, but so good. (laughs) And that lamb, I kept saying, oh my God, this is the collaboration between your cooking And this fabulous meat, because the meat, it was some of the best lamb I've ever had.
0: It was the best I ever had, too, yeah. I mean, I have cooked lamb before at home, and it was good. This was like, wow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, St. Pete Meat and Provisions provides the highest restaurant-quality meat, including from local independent farms and ranchers, where the animals are free-range or pasture-raised. They are treated humanely and raised with care. This is not factory farming. So, And you'll never find items from large national f- food suppliers at St. Pete Meat and Provisions either. And they have everything. Beef, poultry, pork, lamb, steaks, burgers. The, chicken. Uh, chicken. The duck confit kit is back. I saw that. So you get, you get actually some duck fat with, with that. And they also have wagyu steaks, burgers, sausage. Oh, they have hot dogs now too. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was thinking of picking up a pack of those too. So, St. Pete Meat and Provisions is located at 449 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. The hours are seven days a week, which is awesome, 1030 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yeah. Awesome. No excuse to not go get some good meat over there. That's true. Check out the website at stpetemeat.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We have four new items on the website since last week. We have the best meatballs in St. Pete Roundup. We also have the 10 best bowls of chili for 2021 and two new reviews. We have a review of Sorrento Sweets. They are semi-new on the 600 block in downtown St. Pete. And we have a review of Corey's Seafood Grill in Gulfport. You'll find that and more on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Next week on the show, our guest is Thomas Miller, also known as the Treasure Coast Foodie. He does some of the same types of things we do, like reviews of local independent restaurants. He also does foodies awards like us. He has a wine club, a dining club, and more. He's visiting with us in St. Pete for the weekend, and he'll have an article coming out with several different uh, St. Pete areas featured. If you want to get in touch, just drop us an email at info at stpetersburgfoodies.com.
2: That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening.
2: Thanks to our guest, Chef Susan Birdian.
0: Thanks to St. Pete Meat and Provisions for the Rack of Lamb.
2: And thanks to our sponsors,
0: Trophy Fish,
2: Dr. Barbecues,
0: Rolling Oats,
2: The Zest Podcast, Noble Crust, Booyah Ramen, and, and engine, engine Number nine. 9.
0: Our announcer is Candace Aviles from Meet the Chef, and our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band.
2: We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com.
0: Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot
2: and your bubbly cold.